What's up, everybody? Josh and Jay back with another episode of the America is Blue podcast. And boy, oh boy, we thought we were done with these. We thought we weren't getting used to this stuff anymore, but here we are. A billion dollars later, still talking about the same stuff, still getting dunked on in crazy, ridiculous situations. Can't seem to put the pieces together. I'm here to break it down with Jay Himmelstein, as always. Jay, thanks for joining me, man. What the hell is going on? What are we doing? What the fuck is going on, Jay? Uh, more of the same, apparently. We um, It's hard to pinpoint exactly how we fucked this up this bad. It's difficult. You know, I'll, I'll give them a little bit of leeway that, you know, before we know what the end product of the squad's going to be, they need a little bit of time to gel, but that does not excuse what we saw out there, uh, what we should have known was coming from West Ham, how some of these guys performed. And I'm going to put the, th- th- this is going right on Pochettino's doorstep. We can get a little bit more into thoughts on that, but I, I can't understand why we sent the squad out there that we did. Why, when we made changes, the types of changes that were made, I'm just, I'm befuddled. And I thought we were done with that. Apparently not. It's really, really disappointing in a lot of ways. and. You know, I, we we could definitely blame Pochettino, but it, it's still the the guys out there executing the game plan on the field. And we were this close to having joy and really starting to turn the screw and get ourselves on the upswing. Numerous opportunities to put our foot on their neck and really, you know, plant the flag in the, in the, in the match. And we didn't. Couldn't take advantage of anything. And I, I'm I'm disappointed all around. And the the fact that Raheem Sterling was actually the best player on the pitch, I mean, period, and we still get this result, it's just almost too much for me to handle uh, on an ironic type level. And just to see the lack of end product and what, again, seems like a terrible piece of effort at the end of the game is really, really disappointing. And we couldn't even scrape a point out against the 10-man West Ham. 3-1. At yeah, yeah. Um, we have not done very well against West Ham in recent years. We haven't done well against most teams, especially last year. But when you go up against this team, coached by David Moyes, I think you know exactly what you're going to get. They're a big team. They're a physical team. They're an opportunistic team. Um, they just brought on James Ward-Prowse, who's another one of these guys who just consistently skull fucks us. Like every opportunity, he's going to do it. And you had to know. Just you, you had to know, don't get beat on set pieces. Do not get beat on set pieces. Do not get caught out on a break. That's all you had to do. Break them down. And we still couldn't do it. And what we saw time and time again for the last two seasons, without a major presence up front, was playing to our strengths, which was our wingbacks, you know, getting it out to Reese James, getting it out to Chilwell, letting them create something out on the wings. And then what we do over and over and over again, just cross it in. Dude, everybody on West Ham's back line is like six fucking nine. We have one guy. We go out with three in the back. We leave Nico Jackson completely isolated. We have one guy putting any pressure on this back line, and he's outsized by them. And what do we continually do with the exception of Raheem Sterling? Go out wide, send crosses in, cleared right off. Over and rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. I don't fucking get it. 
You you played right into exactly what they wanted to do. And then you just continue to do it for the remainder of the game. And it, what drives me completely crazy is that for the entire preseason, we saw us playing fluid football right through the middle of the park. Little giving goes, one-touch passes, interchanges, trying all this fancy bullshit. We were doing what we need to do, which is be creative, center of the park. And then when we needed to provide the width, now we just reverted right back to an isolated striker who doesn't quite have the physicality to go up against guys like this and just get it out wide, cross it in, boom, attack over. Let's do it again. I don't get that. And that's on Pochettino. I can't believe the players are just continuing to do that. That has to be the game plan. And we did the same shit last week. It is really disappointing to see all the different weapons that we have at the disposal and not us getting the usage out of them. I was really disappointed with Mudrick when he when he w- was forced to come on uh, as well. I didn't like a lot of the 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 effort and the desire to get forward, like you said, through the middle of the park. But we didn't have we weren't taking shots. We weren't putting pressure on them continuously. It was one you know gaff after another. And we just couldn't, we always seem to be one touch away or, uh, you know, a miss hit or a scuff, uh, you know, away. Couldn't make it happen. But even in, in spite of that, we weathered an early storm, got through it. Carney Chukwameka makes an unbelievable Beautiful play, goal. really steps up, blasts that unbelievable goal. And we're like, yes, now we're going to, we, we're on terms. We're going to turn this around. Definitely not the same old chills. And then when we got the penalty, that was the moment. That was the moment on terms can go into the second half up to one, despite giving up the first goal. What a confidence boost. Oh, Enzo steps up and I'm already thinking about the podcast. Now we get to say to Jay, oh, look, it's not Mudrick. It's it's Enzo. He's going to open up his account. He's finally going to get things going. We're this close to joy. And no. That did. It drove me nuts. I don't know. It almost feels like we're, we were force-feeding Enzo in that spot. It's more important to score than who scores. And that was a really tame effort by Enzo. Very disappointing because if you step up there, you got to score, bud. You got to. I mean, it was a shitty pen. I mean, yeah. That, that, it, he, the keeper didn't have to do very much in order to save that. Nothing. It was a quick dive to the right. That was just not a well-struck pen. Um. I have bigger problems with, you know, that moment is one thing. And yes, if we go up to one in that moment and now West Ham has to, they have to open up. They have to push the tempo a little bit, play into us. To me, it's everything. It changes the complexion of the game entirely. everything. But we still should have been able to go up against a team that is very much inferior on paper and take the correct approach. It's not like by missing that you are now down a goal. You missed it and you were still on even terms and you should have been able to keep it up. And frankly, for the first half, with the exception of the first you know, few minutes and the goal that we gave up, I thought we dominated most of the first half. I thought we, we looked fairly sharp. The no, penalty sucks. But I, I, you play three in the back. And I, the, my only, the only thing I can come up with as to why you do it is because you know you're going up against a bigger side who does want to attack you on set pieces. And you maybe wanted some, you know, three or bigger bodies who were equipped to dealing with that. And you didn't want to limit that. But by doing so, you completely neutered your attack. You completely neutered it. And then all we were doing was long balls over the top to Nico Jackson when he's surrounded by three guys. Play it out wide, cross it, nothing going. 
The only time there was anything that was effective was when Raheem Sterling was undressing Emerson. That was it. But then, okay, maybe you go out there, you think you might be able to get that ball over the top. You think that Nico's pace is going to get past guys like Zuma. Okay, fair enough. But then where's the fucking changeup? Where where do you adjust? And then when you start bringing guys on, you bring on Caicedo finally in a very difficult situation. I would have rather him just start the game and you know, start to get comfortable yeah, the, from the from the jump. Very hard to come on, off the And then you take yeah. off Chilwell. What sense I couldn't does believe that, that make? he took off Chile. I, I, can't, I can't believe he took off Chile. Getting rid of the width. You need his you need his left foot. You know that he's good for a goal, especially with that man advantage. He's he's the guy that you want to get the advantage on. You know, you get Chilwell isolated on the other side and let him just, you know, blast in a goal or at least blast in a cross that uh, Nico Jackson has a chance to get a touch on or maybe Raheem at the back post because Raheem was. And on, on those cutbacks, he was killing them. And then there was the one cutback where everybody whiffed. It went right by Nico, went right by Carney. Yeah. And then Chile had to had to do a tame effort on his right foot. But, I mean, there was time after time where we did. We had an opportunity to really make our mark, and we didn't take our, our chances. It, we This was 100% on us. Absolutely disappointing end product. We need more from from these guys, and yeah, we have a lot of expectations because we have spent a lot of money. Now we got to hear everybody's chirping for the next couple weeks. This isn't, you know, by any means the end of the season. It's it's two games in. We can't overreact, but it nonetheless is extremely disappointing. You got to win the games that you're supposed to win, especially when we don't have Europe. But I mean, the pressure is now squarely on these guys. We need. W's and we need to start stacking them up quickly. And you just get, you have to start playing better. You can't play three central defenders and have all you guys get worked by the likes of West Ham. You can't have that shit happen. And our back three got absolutely worked. I'm just, I'm never going to leave the point or get over that we look so good in the preseason playing a specific formation. I get it. Maybe you want to throw a curveball at Liverpool. You're afraid with their, with their, type of attacking threat and what they're going to do to you if you leave gaps of field exposed. Totally understand it. Thought it was a smart move. There was no fucking excuse for that shit today against this team. And then all three of those, and Axel DeSassi was fucking awful today. He was awful. Not good. I would say Tiago Silva wasn't great. Levi Colwell was a little bit sloppy and untidy with the ball, but DeSassi was complete shit. If you were going to go ahead and make the move to Caicedo, you put Caicedo in and then you remove DeSassi. You leave Chilwell on the fucking field. You need goals. Why are we still leaving three guys in the back? You were not going to get anything off of a set piece. You were not going to do it. You have towering giants and you have David Moyes putting nine of his 10 guys right in front of goal. You were not going to score on a set piece. So just get it. You had to break them down. You had to hopefully... Have somebody like Sterling or Mujic or somebody make a run into the box, maybe get a penalty. Like you had to press the action and you had to chip the, the, away and break them down and not go out wide and send in fucking crosses. Well, but but that's that's why the the end product was really starting to get annoying because you you saw Sterling and Matawake, uh, you know, going back and forth, you know, trying to get some something off, and the fact that we couldn't manufacture solid chances from those positions from what you expect to be your most creative players is very disappointing. Nani was actually driving me nuts. And I wanted the the ball at his feet because he's so great at taking guys on. But the fact that he he can't even get any efforts on frame or create something for somebody else, especially when we have an advantage, is disappointing. 
or, you know, moving the ball with urgency and trying to get it back around to, to Mudrick, who I continue, you know, we got to get this guy on the field to start the game because I don't think super sub is his role. We got to let him grow and, and show his pace and, and, and get into these games earlier. I would really like to see him get some starts because I want to know what we have here. Uh, and, and it is, sometimes it's harder for guys to, to come off the, the bench, but you're professionals. I, I understand that that's the expectation, but we need to get these pacey guys out there and let them open things up because we need to score goals and we need to win games. We we have to, I, I think, you know, to the point now, we, once Lavia gets into the team, once we have more time, you know, training with, with Caicedo, there's absolutely no excuse. We got to get the ball up the pitch and we have to create more chances. Like it, it's still driving me nuts that we're not taking advantage of and creating enough chances. Yeah. And dude, your, your point with Mudrick not starting, I mean, again, there's just, there's no excuse for it. You put the guy on when you're down against a team that's playing in a low block and packing the box. What do you expect him to do? His entire game, the strength of his game right now is being pacey and trying to get behind. And that was not going to do shit at that point in the game. You get him on at the very beginning. You go out there and you're aggressive and you try and take the game to them and put the pressure on them. West Ham is not the caliber of team. They're not Arsenal. They're not City. They're not Liverpool when we're talking about attacking threat. This is not the team where you should go out there with a conservative approach and play scared. You should be putting it to them and trying to put the pressure on them. Get ahead, stay ahead, not wait for us to go down. Then go ahead, you get the rebound. We go down again, and then it's like, okay, why don't we get another attacker on the field now? I know you obviously need the goal, but dude, you had two guys spearheading an attack. You had Raheem Sterling, and you had Nico Jackson. They were left alone up there. And frankly, I thought both of them did a pretty damn good job considering the circumstances, but they need help. They need somebody else who's going to be up and present to open up some gaps. And that's what Nkuku is supposed to be there for, but there just there wasn't somebody high enough up the pitch. And I hope it with a formational change, that would be Enzo. Get the ball to Enzo earlier. Let him play off of Nico and Raheem Sterling and let one of them get the outlets because that that's what we were lacking. We were lacking that person to pick up the play off of Nico to set the other one free. And if you, if you've got a Mudrick bombing down the other side, that is a lot more of a risky proposition for the defense than, you know, forcing a turn or, or having Nico just hold everybody up, especially when you got Kurt Zuma and those other freaking big dudes, you know, for the hammers. So yeah, man, just frustrating all around. And I, I thought we did, we had the lion's share of the opportunities. We were the better team in many respects. And that's what just continues to make it so unbelievably frustrating to, to watch this because you see the talent, you, you know what's there and you see the opportunities that we create. We're just not converting. Like somebody just needs to, to see the ball hit the back of the net and just unleash the beast that, well, that, that hopefully we can be. What should that should have happened today. That goal by Carney Jukomeka was a thing of beauty. That should have injected all the confidence you needed, but we weren't set up to succeed against this team. We just were set up fucked from the very beginning. And now we got a big problem. Because we still have Nkunku out for who the hell knows how long. And now I have no idea how bad the injury is. I have to Carney no idea Chukumaker. what Carney's situation so is. With either. him out, I guess you, you're almost forced to play Gallagher up there in the 10. I don't know who that. Maybe you give it to Matson. 
I have no idea who you slot into that spot now. Well, or if you go four two three one, play Enzo there with with Lavia and Caicedo in behind. Or or you're forced to play a four three three, which we haven't played very much of. Get Lavia, Caicedo, and Enzo in the middle, and actually start Mudrick up top with Sterling, Sterling, and Jackson. But either way, dude, this I think who do we have? We have I think we have Luton next. Yeah, I mean if we if we come out with a back fucking three, I'm turning the TV. I'm not even gonna watch. <laughs> I will not watch the fucking game. Well, if we don't get a dub against Luton, I mean burn burn the bridge. I mean it's people are gonna people are gonna lose that lose their minds. It, it'll be a revolt. Um, but ho- hopefully we're not talking about coup d'etats. But look, man. I, I mean, there's there's not much else to say. Caicedo, obviously, you know, just had had a, had a nightmare start. Wasn't put in a position to uh, really succeed there. Um, I don't I don't know if you've got anything to add, but um, I'm uh, very disappointed with this with the side, and hopefully we can move past this and and get get some better habits in training. Well, let me ask you this. Um... How are you feeling about Robert Sanchez? Not great. I, you know, I, it, it's funny that you say that because as we were going, I said, like, you know, when's this guy going to make a save? When and he and he did make the one save uh, off yeah. the the terrible Caicedo turnover, but we were already down uh, at that point. But yeah, he has not seemed to be the answer uh, thus far. And yeah, I would say that he's he's certainly a part of the the people who are disappointing. I had I had no problem with us getting him. I've seen I saw enough of him at Brighton where I was like, all right, this is a decent player. Like, all right, just as good as Keppa. And if we made a little bit of money on getting Keppa out of here, I was I was actually completely okay with those decisions. And now I'm worried if that this is going to bite us in the ass. He looks he looks shaky, not terrible, but shaky. And and giving up that goal to from Ant- Ant- Antonio that that's when I was annoyed. I was like, man, that angle that far away. Really, really, bro. Like you're, yeah. you're not making that save. And, and I know the ball went to Sa- through Desasi's leg. First of all, it was on all three of those guys as to how that happened. All three central defenders got completely mangled on that play. But then I know the ball is going through his legs, but I would expect a little bit quicker, like cat-like response. Not even a hand on it. Not even moved. a paw. So, yeah, just give me a fuck. break, man. That yeah, that I hope that, that doesn't was... bite us in the ass. The, good good call bro like yeah we we, we got to watch it all but uh, all right man well we'll be back later on this week for the preview of uh of Luton we're going to get back into the rotation here we appreciate everybody's uh you know time thank you for uh the likes thank you for the follows we'll be back with another episode later on next week but until then America is blue let's go shells <laughs>